What we do in life echoes in eternity. You will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. From the WSFI studio in Libertyville, Illinois, this is Pro-Life Today with your host, Joe Scheidler. Pro-Life Today, this is Joe Scheidler. Hello, everyone. Welcome to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. I'm your host, Joe Scheidler. Today, my guests are my wife, Assistant Director of the Pro-Life Action League, Ann Scheidler, and Carol Walsh, the head of Aid for Women of Northern Lake County. And we're going to talk about a bill, a Senate bill in Springfield, which is getting some attention and which you have to pay attention to. This bill would amend the Health Care Right of Conscience Act. It forces every doctor, pharmacist, pregnancy resource center in Illinois to help a woman obtain an abortion whenever asked and to discuss the benefits of abortion. The pro-life movement's been fighting this bill for over a year. It barely passed in both houses and recently with 61 votes, I think that was in the Senate. Anyway, no Republican state representative voted for this bill. Several of them worked fiercely to defeat it. It'll go to the governor's desk very soon for him to consider, and so we're asking people call Governor Rahner and ask him to veto, remember, Senate Bill 1564. You can reach him at 217, write this down, 217-782-0244. That was too fast. 217-782-0244. Now this is disappointing news, but now's not the time to be frustrated. Now's the time to channel your indignation into action. So, and you talked to Ralph uh, shortly before we came to this particular program. Would you uh, want to say something more about the bill? Sure. Ralph Rivera, our pro-life lobbyist, spends most of his time in Springfield and has his finger on the pulse of anything that will affect the, the pro-life movement and life and family issues. They've been working really hard, and and uh, there's been some amendments to this SB 1564 back and forth. So they've debated it a couple of times, little bitty changes to it, and they don't have any idea what the governor may do with this bill. So. On the one hand, we have to really emphasize that people should contact the governor and, and put the pressure on him not to uh, not to sign it, to in fact veto the bill so it won't go into effect. The pushers of the bill don't have enough votes to override a veto, so the best thing would be a veto. But we also have to be prepared for just what will the impact of a bill like this be on the right of conscience of pro-life doctors, of pro-life pharmacists, and very importantly, the pregnancy resource centers that so many women turn to in their time of need. And of course, the mission of the, of the pregnancy resource centers is exactly the opposite yeah. of what <clears throat> this bill would be asking them to do. I mean, well, Carol uh, Carol can give us a Yes, I announced Carol Walsh is here with us. She's the head of Aid for Women. Of 
northern Lake County. And Carol, it says the crisis pregnancy centers would be required to help women obtain abortions. Now, that's exactly the opposite of your mission. You're to talk women out of abortions and have them choose life. But they'd have no choice but to sue the state of Illinois. So where do you stand on that? You, you, you look dumbfounded. <laughs> where do we go from here? Well, I've been doing this for 28 years, Joe, and we do get calls for women that think we are an abortion clinic. And the first thing that we try to determine is who wants the abortion, number one. Is it you? Is it someone else that's pressuring you into taking the life of your child? But an amendment like this, which I thought about it myself, and I thought, what would, what would the Lord want want me to do? What would he want me to say? He's not going to tell me that I should tell someone to go take the life of their child. It's against it's the fifth commandment. It's thou shalt not kill. So I thought, well, I could say that I think I know of a number to, for you to call and give them another resource, um, which <laughs> which might not be... A, an abortion clinic, it might be another resource center, not knowing. I said, a lot of times I say to them, if you live in Lake County, there are no abortion clinics here. You'll have to go out of the county, either into the city or out of state to get an abortion, which is true, which is true. So I've got to think about this and talk, talk more with my volunteers about how we're going to handle this if, in fact, he does not veto this bill. It's a sad thing. It is a sad thing, and should it go into effect, what then happens? What What if you don't comply? And the, I understand from Ralph that there aren't any specific provisions for how they follow up on whether you comply or not, and I, I, I think what happens in a lot of those situations is People from Planned Parenthood and NARAL will start making phone calls to the pregnancy centers mm -hmm. uh, because they would love to put you guys out of business. Mm -hmm. you're, you're cutting into their uh, bottom line, saving lives, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if you'd start getting phone calls of people asking for where they can get an abortion, and if you don't tell them, maybe you're going to get reported <coughs> to the uh, Illinois State Disciplinary Board and then brought before them, possibly getting taken to court, which, of course, is very expensive. So it's really a scary thing to think. And it's not at all clear. We don't even know what might happen between, say, a crisis pregnancy center or a doctor, a medical office. Or It's very unclear. It's very vague. We do know that the penalties are, are civil in nature. It's not like you're going to end up being hauled off to jail. But if a court determines that a woman has, was, was damaged, whether that was physically or psychologically, by not getting her abortion the day she wanted it because you wouldn't give her the information and she had to search farther or something, um, a court could decide, okay, th this is... Uh, her health costs are $10,000, and her emotional costs were $50,000, and the original law, the health care right of conscience law, provides for triple damages when you violate it. So it could really cripple a pregnancy center. You don't have that kind of money to no. throw no. away. No. Nor would you comply once something came against you. So does that mean the pregnancy centers would be put out of business? Is that at the heart 
of what they're after here, one does suspect that. Have we seen a bill like this before? Is it not not this? Uh, we've had similar things relating to hospitals, right. forcing Catholic and Christian hospitals that are opposed to abortion to refer another institution. So, uh, what happened in those cases? I think they were able to get an accommodation in the bill that gave them an out, so they didn't have to violate their mission and their consciences, the right to practice religion the way that they want to. But the, our right to practice religion, certainly in the Catholic Church, has been under attack for, very specifically, for the entire time Barack Obama has been in office with the, the HHS mandate, which has been challenged umpteen times by several institutions that don't want to have to provide contraception mm -hmm. for their employees. And we are, we're constantly under, under attack and we have to be really vigilant to make sure that both our right of conscience and our right to practice religion in the way that we know it needs to be practiced are left intact. It's one of the, the hallmark virtues of the United States of America compared to everywhere else in the world. It's why so many people came here in the first place, for that freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. And we don't dare let it slip away under our watch. Well, we have to take a short break here on Pro-Life Today. I'm Joe Scheidler. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Ann Scheidler and with Carol Walsh on the Senate bill 1564. And so we'll be right back on Catholic Radio. Stay tuned. Hello, my name is Lynn Mills and I'm from Pro-Life Detroit of the greater Detroit area in Michigan. And Catholic Radio is important because they keep us informed on the relevant things going on today. In fact, Catholic Radio should be renamed Pro-Life Radio because they do so much for the movement. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFIRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Did you know you can listen to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio online? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on Listen Live. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on Listen Live. 
Hi, this is Brian Farley, host of Men of Christ Radio. For 10 years, through conferences, retreats, workshops, and special events, Men of Christ has been helping men to live their Catholic faith more boldly by exposing them to Catholic teaching, practices, and speakers that open eyes and change hearts. Well, now we'll be doing it on the radio, too. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio to be specific. Tune in every first Saturday at 10 a.m. and again every first Monday at 10 p.m. right here on WSFI for Men of Christ Radio. Spiritual warfare, the power of prayer, defending the church, and more. We'll be talking about all of it on Men of Christ Radio. For more information, go to WSFICatholicRadio.org. Men of Christ Radio, inspiring conversations about your faith, your family, your nation, your world, and what you, as a man of Christ, can do about it. WSFI is on social media. Follow us on Twitter at WSFIFM. And like us on Facebook by searching for WSFI Catholic Radio. You're listening to the voices of Ann Scheidler and Carol Walsh and Joe Scheidler with the Pro-Life Today on WSFI-FM. That's 88.5 Catholic Radio. We're trying to continue our conversation here on the Senate bill in Illinois, 1564. And Carol, you've got some information that I think is very important to our listeners. Just what does this bill really intend? And uh, what should we, as reasonable people, uh, do to fight this? Well, I, I'm reading an email I've got today through Lake County Right to Life, Joe, and Bonnie has written a, a little paragraph that says, why is Senate Bill 1564 so dangerous? And she makes six points. First point, it violates federal law by jeopardizing billions of dollars in federal funding, including but not limited to the federal share of Medicaid. Number two, it will force all pro-life health care providers to promote abortion, to discuss the so-called benefits of abortion as a treatment option, you know, as if uh, she was, as it was a disease, disease, (laughs) right, and refer for or provide information on where to obtain an abortion. Number three, the bill will threaten the core mission of pro-life pregnancy centers such as Aid for Women. These centers exist to offer women alternatives to abortion, but the bill will mandate that women be referred for abortion and that the centers must distribute written information on where to obtain an abortion. This is totally against our mission statement. Number four, doctors would be required to facilitate abortions for any reason at any stage of pregnancy despite their consciences and professional objections. Number five, this bill violates the first freedom of speech clause. This includes the right not to speak or how to address or not address a particular topic as equally as it protects the right to speak. And lastly, Illinois women would be deprived of their choice of a medical provider who does not refer or arrange for abortion. In other words, you can't even go to a pro-life doctor because he is not going to refer for abortion in his good conscience. Yeah. Or he may have to go out of business. 
Mm -hmm. I, I think the future of medicine in, in a, <coughs> an environment in which we don't allow for people of good conscience to become doctors and to, to, to treat people the way they know that God would want them to treat people mm -hmm. means that these people who would be really good physicians, they have to go into other lines of work and what do we have left? is nothing but pro-abortion doctors. Like, remember years ago, uh, Joe, you took a trip to South Africa, South Africa and they right. were passing a bill that would require all doctors like this to refer for abortion or to do abortions. And this good friend, the, uh, uh, Claude Newberry, been, been, his family had lived in South Africa for hundreds of years. He was a, a physician and he had to leave the country in order to practice medicine because in, he would actually have to go to jail if he did not. It was do. a 10 year jail term if you did not refer for abortion. And of course, they're checking, you know, they'll send somebody to, to ask for abortion. Claude Newberry, great guy, beautiful home in South Africa. And we went down there to fight this bill. And the people were over 90% against it. Not, not like here so much, but 90% against this bill, but it passed. In the but Planned Parenthood International pushes this stuff, push it. and so does our government in their approach to foreign aid and stuff, push mm -hmm. these kinds of things. Um, during the break, Carol was, was mentioning that the people who sponsor these bills, who decide, who, who write it up or get somebody to draft it up in the first place, um, who are these people and why do they do it? I mean, it's, how pretty, do they get it's away not with that it? difficult to get an abortion. You can, you can look, how do they get away with it? Yeah. It's not that difficult to get an abortion. You can look online and, and, and find an abortion clinic Absolutely. without any, any difficulty at all. So what was the impetus? What was the motivation? Who went to... What's their names, Carol? These okay, the people one, who sponsored this uh, thing? The one that's on here, SB 1564, was introduced late last year by Senator, State Senator Daniel Biss, B-I-S-S, -S, a Democrat from Skokie. Okay, and then it said SB 1564 also was sponsored by Representative Robin Gabe. That's Robin, R-O-B-Y-N last name Gabe, G-A-B-E, a Democrat from Evanston in the House. So I'm thinking to myself, who puts the bug in their ear to even write up something as disastrous as, as this bill? Did they just make it up themselves, have a dream, and just say, well, I'm going to just write up a bill about this? Or did someone yeah. come to them and ask them to sponsor a bill? Someone, for instance, like a, a, a pro-abortion group of sorts. And I think maybe responsibility to call these senators and representatives. And here's another one, uh, Senator Linda Holmes, a Democrat from Aurora, who is a co-sponsor. She is also should be called probably and ask, where well, did she get that information? <laughs> yeah, what's in it for them? Why do home, it? Here's a, I mean, does does, does anybody a, think there wasn't access to abortion? Or yeah. what, does anybody actually think that women who want abortions are going to pro-life doctors to get them? Or calling the pregnancy centers? And and that does happen, I know, that, that women will call, like, like the Aid for Women, mm -hmm. will call and they'll ask, how much is an abortion? Or can you yep. give me an abortion? And 
for many of the centers, what you'll do is, is get them talking, maybe get them to come in for an appointment and talk about what's going on with them, rather than just saying, no, we don't do it, but you can call over such and such a place and they'll give you an abortion. It's not the role of Aid for Women or any other crisis pregnancy no. center to, to be that conduit to killing a child and, and plunging a woman into a lifetime of sadness and, and loss. Regret, right. yeah. You almost wonder if it isn't the old adage, misery loves company. These people are into something so evil and so despicable, they want to drag everybody into it with them to make it seem okay. So they scare these doctors and counselors and so on into doing their bidding. I, I gave a little talk the other day on truth. The, the proper object of the mind is truth, and you're not happy if you don't have the truth. And the proper object of the will is the good. And you're not happy unless you have the good. If you have lies and if you have falsehood and evil, you are unhappy. And people can't stand to be unhappy alone. I think it's something deeper than really wanting women to get all these abortions and so on. It's trying to rectify an evil by adding to it rather than taking it away. I think if you come right down to it, these people have something uh, very wrong in their lives and they're trying to doctor it up by introducing this kind of legislation. I can't see any other reason. What are they, what's in it for them that there be more abortion? What's in it for yeah. them that they I mean, if, it, if it's supposed to be simply a choice, a woman's choice, yeah. why does it need to be pushed down everybody's throat? Yeah. It, you know, it's it's not like uh, there's somebody out championing for uh, your right to uh, be treated for diabetes or something. You know, I, no. right. <laughs> um, there are all kinds of of uh, healthcare issues that people simply go to doctors and and make choices of doctors. They don't need legislation all over the place for it. But abortion, here it's supposed to have been settled 43 years ago by the Supreme Court, and the reality is that everybody knows it is evil. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows it's killing yeah. a child, and they're trying to cover up that fact and pretend that that's not true. Like you say, you know, it's, it's not true. And maybe they think if you pass enough laws that masquerade that, that try to make it mainstream, it'll become mainstream, but it won't. And that's why it's so important, uh, Anne and Joe, that that we educate our young people. And it's never too early. Grade school kids, mm -hmm. high school kids. You know, we go into the local Catholic high school at least twice a year with information on chastity. It's got to be helping, you know, helping them sure. to make the right decisions when the, those uh, opportunities come up for them to not make the right decision. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that yeah. and the promoting uh, the option of adoption. Why can't we do that? Yeah, yeah. Have your child because there's so in many families who would adoption. love to have oh, uh, yeah. add a child to their family, and it's just so difficult to adopt now with so many babies being slaughtered yeah. instead of being offered to a family that could offer them love and welcome them. But this law would violate my conscience rights because it would force me to say something that isn't true or isn't the truth or isn't how I feel in my heart. Yeah. I want well, to protect life. Well, you can't life. do it. You know, yeah. you know I can't. you can't do yeah. it, and so we pay the consequences. So 
what are the consequences? We don't really know. We don't really know, uh, so what our, they are. our first line of defense at this point is make sure that the governor vetoes That's this right. bill. Um, if you maybe give that phone number again for people to call the yeah, governor's office. Yeah, I will. Office, call so. it. Now you've heard, uh, heard how bad this is. Dial 217-782-0244. And the bill is a Senate bill, 1564-1564. Just tell the, the governor to veto it. I mean, he's got nothing to gain by this. No, I mean, he is, he is I understand, uh, pro-abortion, but he's also a Republican, and yeah. no Republicans voted for this Not thing a in, the, Republican in the House. So um, well, that's good news. if he could stick with his party on this one yeah. and, and, uh, and veto this bill. Yeah, of course, you know, they'll probably come up with it again next year, but every victory is a victory, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one at a time. Um, Illinois is a very difficult state for life and, and, and a lot of other things besides. But they, they will be, um, because they don't have a budget figured out, they're going to be in Springfield for weeks right, and weeks right. more. And uh, whenever they're meeting, it's always a danger to the citizens of the state of Illinois. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have good people down there working with us, Ralph Rivera, David yeah. McConkie, different ones. The Illinois Catholic Conference does a great job in Springfield, and like you say, Ralph, the lobbyist, and yeah, we, it's an uphill battle, and God bless them for sticking to it and doing such a good job. Okay, well, thanks an awful lot for being here today, Carol and Ann, and uh, I think it's about time to wind up, so that's about all the time we have. Thanks again to my guests, so join us next week on Pro-Life Today. Till then, from all of us at WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, I'm Joe Scheidler. Thanks for listening. This has been an episode of Pro-Life Today. For more information about this program, visit WSFICatholicRadio.org. This is Father Joseph Mary Wolf from EWTN. Catholic Radio is important because you reach people where they are. Often people may be traveling in their cars, they may be at home doing other things, and they can still be growing in their faith. They could be participating in prayers. That we have all of these stories of people who were touched by what they heard on the network. They came into the Catholic faith and many other stories of how people's lives were changed for the better through Catholic Radio. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Did you know that you can listen to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio from anywhere in the world? Our live internet stream is available at WSFIRadio.org. Just click on Listen Live. We also stream on the TuneIn mobile app for your smartphone or tablet. For iPhone and iPad users, visit the App Store, download the TuneIn app, sign up for a free account, and then search for WSFI. Click Follow to add us to your profile. For Android users, visit the Google Play Store, download the TuneIn app, sign up for a free account, 
and then search for WSFI. Click follow to add us to your profile. Need help? Call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Listen at 7 o'clock p.m. every Tuesday to WSFI Spotlight, a half-hour conversation with outstanding Catholics from our community and around the world. WSFI Spotlight re-airs on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. or listen on demand anytime by subscribing to our podcast. Visit WSFIRadio.org for more information. It's WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Only on WSFI Catholic Radio, Tuesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Are you enjoying this WSFI local program and want to share it with others? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on Listen, Then Programming. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, Listen, Then Programming. Hi, I'm Juliana Tamarazzi, the host of Voice of Nineveh on WSFI Catholic Radio 88.5 FM. Please join me in our studio audience every first Friday of the month at 11 a.m. to discuss matters which our Christian brothers and sisters face every day in the Middle East. To make reservations to be in the studio audience, please call us at 224-206-8455. That number again is 224-206-8455. 